Hello and welcome to the Carnage Report, where we bring you the latest on all things horror-related, keeping you up to date with news you can use. I'm Julie Holland. And I'm Nick Spacek. The Carnage Report is part of the Cinepunks podcast family. Go to Cinepunks.com to find entertainment news, reviews, and other great podcasts like Horror Business, Twitch of the Death Nerve, and Tomb of Ideas. If you want to help support Cinepunks and ultimately this show, you can become a Cinepunks Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash Cinepunks, which is C-I-N-E-P-U-N-X. Also, please go check out these great sponsors like Essex Coffee Roasters at EssexCoffeeRoasters.com. Essex Coffee Roasters offers specialty-grade coffee roasted to order for the most fresh and delicious home-brewing experience. Essex is committed to accessible, quality coffees, offering education on coffee and brewing to all of their customers. Essex Coffee Roasters believes you don't have to be a coffee expert to enjoy a great cup of coffee. Right now, if you go to that site, that is SXCoffeeRoasters.com, you can, if you use the promo code CINEPUNKS, C-I-N-E-P-U-N-X, you get 10% off. Another great sponsor is Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations. They are the premier screen printer of the Lehigh Valley and also maybe the world. They are personable, professional, and the only place where you can get punk rock attitude with professional service and printing. You can find them at xlvacx.com. I would say that I own more shirts printed by that place than probably any other company. (laughs) (laughs) They do a lot of cool stuff. So for the setup, our getting to know you question this episode. um, I figured this is like an interesting, fun one. Um, What's your favorite horror entertainment that's not a movie? Right. So I think the obvious answer is, I guess, TV. But I'm terrible at finishing or even starting TV shows. So I think my favorite is, and not because we're on one, but podcasts, actually. I listen to quite a few horror-related podcasts like Horror Business and Nightmare Junkhead and Colors of the Dark. Um, There's also... God, there's... Horror Girls Survival Guide. It might be Final Girls Survival Guide. Um, I listened to a paranormal one that's ghosted by Roz Hernandez. Not necessarily horror, but a related one. A lot of horror-related podcasts, actually. <laughs> How about you? What are yours? What are your favorite I, horror entertainments? I mean, like I love watching shows, but like I always there there are so many, and they are of such varying quality that, and also like there's such commitment, like there's there's no like short anything anymore i Mm -hmm. which is like why i've always wanted to like i've tried to watch slasher and was getting into it but it's just like it's so much it's you know um just like all of these there are all these great horror shows and you know i dip in and out like i gave up on american horror story a long time ago just because there's there was too much it's a lot but i i i'm a i'm a reader i i love horror novels uh I, I mean i like books about horror in general like but like i was saying off mic like i'm reading a book called dark carnivals which is uh, right now which is equating the the rise of uh american foreign policy with the rise of the horror movie um and it is it's fantastic and it's weird um and i just love finding out all the different ways people can interpret horror like either academically or just just in terms of like, you know, like what Stephen Graham Jones and Grady Hendrix have done with the slasher in terms of like mm-hmm. turning it into a literary genre, which I didn't ever think would be possible. Yeah. Yeah. I I love reading. I don't make enough time to do it, but I need to I need to do it more. I love buying books <laughs> and then looking at them and thinking, I should read that. <laughs> I was saying on Twitter the other day, it's like this is not a new year's resolution this is just like a promise to myself and it, it is that i will check out books from the lawrence public library and my goal is to actually read them as opposed to having them sit like on the table in the entryway until they're a week overdue and then i just take them back yeah yeah <laughs> apologies to paul tremblay <laughs> the paul bearers club that i have checked out and returned late twice without so much as cracking it open Oopsies. <laughs> that right there is why I stopped getting DVDs from Netflix. <laughs> I was like, I'm not watching these. Stop doing it.
right. I guess it is now time for new nightmares. Um, this is our roundup of trailers, new to streaming, coming soon to theaters, etc. Zone and so forth. We're actually, I think, going to start out with a bunch of actual news as opposed to uh, inundating you with trailers right at the start. This this there going. are a lot. <laughs> there are a lot of trailers, but there's also a lot of news. Yes. First up, and I think maybe most exciting for the two of us, is that Wednesday officially has been confirmed for a season two by Netflix. Netflix lately has been a real one and done with things that everybody loves. So I was like, when I watched the last episode, I was like, well, that wrapped up. That may be all. So very excited to hear that season two would be on its way. Uh, I can't wait to see what they do. I really love season one. I love the fact that they were very clear that it's like, no, like the first season like sets up like a second season, but it's self-contained. Like uh, right. they, they wrap up the mystery. It's not continuing on. It's not going to be this ongoing thing. Um, and I think that's what uh, made like a lot of people like I know a lot of people have gone back and rewatched it after having watched it, which uh, I, I see is probably why it twice broke the record for most hours viewed in a single nice. week by an english language tv series which is on netflix like that's just crazy to me yeah yeah i kind of want to watch it again because i feel like i probably missed a lot because i just didn't watch them as closely together as maybe i should have i kind of watched a few then kind of forgot got distracted i need to give it another go like over a long weekend mm-hmm. I, like, I know a lot of people who are just like well, you know, it's got like plot holes and all of that. I'm like, it's 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 who fun. cares? I didn't, yeah, I, I wasn't. These are clearly not people who got into Riverdale like we did. <laughs> Speaking of Riverdale, there is a great joke in the very first episode of the Velma prequel animated series that's on HBO Max right now that literally like breaks. It, there's an entire conversation around the pilot of Riverdale. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so recommended on that one all right adding that to the list <laughs> uh so uh there is a story uh right at the beginning of the year uh in indian country today um about a short film called knowledge of night um it is a short film uh shot in canada directed uh and shot by jenny williams it's kind of a documentary it's kind of a just mood piece it's black and white shot up in january in uh, a village called nine in uh labrador ontario uh, sorry labrador canada um it's creepy and it's beautiful and the music's amazing and you can watch it for free um the Film Board of Canada has it on their site. And uh, I have a feeling a bunch of people are going to want to put this in like festivals this year. Yeah, the the images from it look really cool. Yeah, as soon as I saw, as soon as I like I like I clicked the link, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'll see like what other news it is. And it's like, oh no, that just takes you straight to the page where you can watch it. <laughs> it was yeah. like, great. <laughs> um, yeah, it's only like 13 minutes long. And I highly recommend uh, like it's a it's a nice way to get some perspectives on uh, other cultures while also getting very much creeped out. Yes, that's how we like to do it. All right. In other news, those of you who were fans of 2007's uh, Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino double feature Grindhouse might remember there were fake trailers for exploitation movies. And I know a lot of people wanted those trailers to be real movies so it is happening eli roth is making thanksgiving um you know we love a holiday movie here so we can't wait to to see this happen um yeah it's a it's a riff on holiday slashers as we know and there is a fake the fake trailer had a disgruntled pilgrim character that marched around town murdering parade participants and naturally frisky teenagers. Um, so it sounds it sounds like a perfect setup for a movie. I like the fact <laughs> like I like the fact that he's so thrilled about doing this is that he's stepping aside from like the movie he's currently shooting so he can get started <laughs> on it. Um yeah, no, uh we we have gotten one of those uh fake trailers turned into an actual movie an actual movie franchise no less with the danny trejo's machete uh oh, right 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 series uh, i don't think we'll ever see rob zombies werewolf women of the ss 
uh, nor Edgar Wright's don't, but uh, I'm excited we're getting Thanksgiving. I am very curious to see an entire theater people respond to the the trampoline kill. <laughs> it might be the most brutal thing I've ever seen in a trailer. <laughs> like, and, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, which is uh, I'm not usually um excited for Eli Roth things. Yeah, he's a a little divisive, but if he's this excited and this like it sounds this fun, I think it'll be worth a watch at least. Oh yeah, I, I'll definitely check it out. Uh, fresh off his directorial debut uh, on uh, Werewolf by Night for Disney Plus, uh, he will be making a big screen uh, debut. Uh, the composer Michael Giacchino will be doing a reboot of 1954's uh, Them, which is about killer ants. Uh, from <laughs> the, uh, like the first big bug movie, honestly, it was like the first one where it's just like they just used. They just made ants look real big. <laughs> they're they're all kind of the same movie, and they're you know it's radiation or something from outer space. But I'm so excited. Um, uh, just to, like for like a monster movie directed like Werewolf by Night was so much fun. It was. Uh, so here's. I wonder if he'll keep that same kind of retro feel, the black and white, and just not even that it was black and white, just that it felt retro. Yeah. I really I really hope he does. And I, I hope it's kind of uh, he's teasing that it's uh, about immigration. Uh, oh. So I'm I'm very curious as to how that works. And um, I don't know. I enjoy the hell out of Werewolf by Night. So I'm very excited for this one. And also, like I like monster movies anyway. So, yeah. And I don't think we get enough monster movies. And I certainly can't think of a giant insect movie in a while. I just hope it doesn't go like full kaiju where it's just like too big. Like the the fun part yeah. about it, it was they like they were the same size as tanks. Yeah, yeah, which is plenty big for an ant to be terrifying. <laughs> Very big ass spider. Yeah. All right. Next little bit of news here is uh, Universal is planning to make some some smaller focused theme parks in in some various areas, just kind of little offshoots of what they already do with their big theme parks. But the one that we are interested in is the one that they're making in Las Vegas that will be a year-round horror attraction. Um, it I don't see a lot of details about it, but the fact that, I mean, they've got endless topics to pull from to make us an attraction, and um, Vegas goes hard. So I would be very excited. Maybe this will actually get me to go to Vegas. I don't know. I not one for haunted houses, so I'll have to see how this looks as far as what it boils down to. If it's rides or or more like a haunt, I'm not sure how it'll be. I'm guessing probably a little bit of both. Maybe kind of a year-round Halloween horror nights. I think they do that in L.A. Maybe yeah. they do it in both in L.A. and Florida. Yeah, it's so funny because like the the whole like every article like. It, for horror sites have gone like what could it mean here's our theories and it's like it's literally like one line in a news story like it, yeah it, there are no details um i i'm guessing because hollywood horror nights is such a, a big deal and so many people travel for it it kind of makes sense mm -hmm. um, but it's it's the anchor tenant in a 20 acre expansion of their already existing entertainment district so i'm I, i'm assuming it'll be part of something bigger uh yeah. it's gonna be like I, I think a lot of people are like oh they're gonna have an entire horror theme park like no it's still it's still vegas um yeah. it's a horror attraction i wonder if they left it really vague so that people would be like here's what we think it'll be and then they're like okay this is what people want yeah yeah uh, these are the ones we should do <laughs> would not be surprised at all i'm kind of I, i'm excited either way and you know, it'd be nice to have an excuse to travel somewhere different. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not interested in gambling, but I am interested in not being cold. So <laughs> that's the attraction of Vegas for me. But add this and the pinball museum and the neon graveyard. And I think I'll have plenty to do if I went. Oh, there's also like the nuclear te nuclear test museum. Uh, and uh, my wife, Tanya, has been and she's like, it's amazing. So nice. I think there is there also is this in Vegas, the Zach Baggins Museum? I don't watch that. Um, the haunted 
the shows where people go to investigate haunted investigations, but I've heard that that museum is pretty cool. Like he has purchased haunted things and put them in there. I think it's in Vegas. I could be wrong though. I mean, that sounds amazing and I will be doing research when we get done recording. <laughs> we got a new movie from Ari Aster. Yes, yes, yes. Unsurprisingly, it is coming from A24. Um, uh, it is called Bo is Afraid. Um, it is being referred to as a zonky nightmare comedy and an anxiety comedy. Um, and <laughs> that's my life. <laughs> Same. Uh, the the summary is a paranoid man embarks on an epic odyssey to get home to his mother in this bold and ingeniously depraved new film. Uh, the trailer is so much. Uh, it's wild. Yeah, I'm getting like I'm getting all kinds of I. I I never thought I would watch a trailer and get like both, you know, being John Malkovich, everything everywhere all at once, and like Dave made a maze in the same thing. And it's yeah, it's I mean, it's ambitious. I yeah, I I don't even know what to make of it. It looks really cool. There's really cool stuff in it. I like Ari Aster. Midsummer is a movie I go back to over and over. Um and and it's really cool that his movies so far have been so very different. Mm-hmm. And, and this one looks like it's, I mean, all of his movies have like this like element of weird, dark humor, but like this mm-hmm. one seems like it's more um, leaning into the humor aspect of it, even as, as obviously absurdist it is. Yeah. And it has Joaquin Phoenix and doesn't get more absurdist than that. It seems like, and, and he's playing four different ages. So let's get weird. Yep. Uh, and that is in theaters on April 21st. All right. Now, by the time you hear this, this is going to feel like old news, but there was an Evil Dead. There's a trailer now for Evil Dead Rise, and people are very all over the place. I've heard a lot of people being like, this looks super cool. And a lot of people being like, this shouldn't even be an Evil Dead movie. So. It looks really cool to me, but I am not precious about the Evil Dead franchise at all. Like, I like it, but I'm not I'm not one of those people who's going to be like, it's got to look like this. It has to be set in the woods. I don't care. Um, it looks cool. The, the synopsis is, a road-weary Beth pays an overdue visit to her older sister, Ellie, who is raising three kids on her own in a cramped L.A. apartment. The sister's reunion is cut short by the discovery of a mysterious book in the bowels of Ellie's building giving rise to flesh-possessing demons and thrusting Beth into a primal battle for survival as she is faced with the most nightmarish version of motherhood imaginable. What's kind of crazy is I think it depends on which trailer you've seen. Mm, you know, there's a red band and a not red. Was it green band if it's not red band? Yeah. I saw the the red band trailer, obviously, like the day it dropped like everyone else. Mm-hmm. And then when I went and saw Megan, they had the, the the regular Green Band trailer before it, and they both give very different vibes. Depending, I don't on think which I watched watch. the Green Band. I watched the Red Band and figured, well, if I've seen that, that's probably all they need. I don't think I even bothered to watch the Green Band. Yeah, you get like different vibes. I I think a lot of the complaints I've heard from people are like, oh, it's not, it it doesn't look funny. And I was like, well, I've heard I, that complaint too. And I was like, it's a trailer, like. I feel like if you do Evil Dead and you like the first Evil Dead isn't funny at all. Like it's it's no. legitimately like nasty. And I think a lot of people kind of forget that, like after Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. Yeah. So this but. one will be directed by Lee Cronin, who did The Hole in the Ground, which I haven't seen. I've heard good things about. Um, and it'll be in theaters April 21st. The it producers on it are Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. So you know, it's got the pedigree, but that's not enough for everyone. So we'll see. I'm excited that it, it seems really female driven. That's always cool to me. And family driven is interesting. So. And I love the idea. Like the thing I've heard, it's like the apartment is the cabin. And I'm like, oh, I love that. Like that's a yeah. brilliant. It's still like a small enclosed space. Just like it's yeah. an apartment building. It's uh, I'm getting, you know, Demons 2 vibes which and yeah. that movie is so much fun 
And already in the trailer, there were moments that made me be like, ooh, yuck, <laughs> like the cheese grater thing. I was like, oh, no. So uh, if it does that in the trailer, as long as it's saved a little bit for the movie, then it's going to be good and cringy and gory. Mommy's with the maggots now. Is, yeah. Oh, it's like the delivery on that and the look on her face. Like, even if she wasn't wearing all of the like demon makeup, like that expression would just be like, oh. it would be creepy yeah. outside of a horror movie if it was just yeah. like in a domestic like drama. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh to do a complete 180 to something that is an <laughs> actual comedy. Um uh we got the trailer for Renfield, um a uh which is based uh it, it is a comedy horror that is centered around uh Dracula's henchman, Renfield, the titular person, played by Nicholas Holt, who you know from the menu and a bunch of X-Men movies, uh, and Nicholas Cage plays Count Dracula. Um and the summary is in this modern monster tale of Dracula's loyal servant, Nicholas Holt stars as Renfield, the tortured aide to history's most narcissistic boss, Dracula. Renfield is forced to procure his master's prey and do his every bidding, no matter how debased. But now, after centuries of servitude, Renfield is ready to see if there's life outside the shadow of the Prince of Darkness, if only he can figure out how to end his codependency. I was really prepared for this to look incredibly stupid. And it does but in a fun way it looks like a lot of fun nicholas holt is he just can't he can't choose he's another one who's just not choosing wrong right now and i didn't know this had aquafina in it and i love her uh seeing her in the trailer was amazing here's the thing i i gathered that she was it because i mean she's in the trailer but evidently ben schwartz is in it and he's not in the trailer at all and i feel like that's a real wasted opportunity yeah (laughs) i'm just like oh he's in it great yeah i mean like that is like i feel like Aquafina and Ben Schwartz in a movie like that is comedy pedigree worth checking mm-hmm, out for regardless sure of what it is and the fact that Nicolas Cage has just always wanted to play Dracula it's <laughs> kind of funny that this is the one he's playing like not a more serious you know but it, I think we both know that he's going to play it very serious oh of course yeah he is going to tear it to shreds can't wait I'm, I'm, yeah, evidently he's not a huge part of it, but I mean, it is very much a Renfield movie, but mm-hmm. I mean, they're, yeah. they're leaning hard into, into all of it. I mean, it, and it looks like it's going to be bloody as hell. So, yeah, yeah, as a horror comedy fan, I can't, it's going to be good. I'm excited. Uh, theaters April 14th. All right. Next up, and this is already on Peacock, is Kevin Williamson's. Am I on the right one? Yes. Sorry. Kevin Williamson's new slasher, Sick. Um, obviously, we know Kevin Williamson from Scream. And this is very much a pandemic movie. Um, it, I mean, not only not not a pandemic movie in the way that we've been talking about, like, oh, it's two people in a, you know, in, in a room. This is a movie about the pandemic. So, you know, there's a couple of girls going to isolate in a really gorgeous looking cabin of course and then there's a home invasion and some slashing and there's a funny moment in the trailer where one of the girls is running for for help and there's a woman in a car who's like hold on let me put on my mask did you bring your mask because i can't let you in if you don't have your mask and it's really a time capsule to (laughs) when we were all right there just a couple of years ago and you know what would you do someone's asking for help but you don't want to die of COVID either. So what are you going to do? I'm, uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm going to try to watch the, watch this as soon as possible because like everybody seems to be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. No, you should totally check it out. Like it's just kind of been like a stealth drop. Like I had yeah. a bunch of it until like the week it came out and I was like, wait, Oh, that's out now. I know I saw a picture somebody was watching it yesterday and I didn't give him much thought till today when I actually looked at the release date and I was like, oh, this came out. I could be watching this. So, yeah, going going on the list. Very much. I, I'm really excited. Like, they, I mean, it it looks again like we're getting a lot of like horror lately that is tinged with humor. Mm hmm. Yeah. OK. Um. Again, another horror comedy. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry about the demon uh no, it's not canadian uh sorry about the demon um is a new film uh coming soon 
from writer-director Emily Higgins, uh, who directed the cold open segment of Scare Package. Um, and what's worse than getting dumped for Will? It's finding out that his new place is haunted. Now faced with a quarter-life crisis and a house full of spirits, Will must figure out how to make things right with his ex-girlfriend and banish the sacrifice-seeking demon residing in his house. Uh, premieres January 19th on Shudder. Um, looks looks goofy. Yeah, this trailer very quickly went from this is the exact movie I'm not interested in to oh okay I'm listening. It it looks a bit cheesy, but it looks like it could be fun. I, I, and mean, I already have Shutter, so I don't have to pay any extra for it. I might as well give it a watch. Right, it's that idea of a movie that it's just like oh it's it's like the rom com about like the boyfriend trying to get his ex back. Mm-hmm. Oh, but now she's possessed by a demon. Yeah. Yeah. I, There's a moment I, in the trailer where he's like, I have all these things that I pulled off of Google about how to do an exorcism. <laughs> that was the part that really <laughs> made me giggle. But yeah, I, I yay uh blending horror with other genres. Yes, for sure. Doesn't happen enough. Yes. All right. Next trailer is for Consecration. Now this stars Jenna Malone, so that's a pretty big deal. I don't think she's ha- doesn't have a lot of horror in her past. I feel like she's done a lot of regular stuff, regular people stuff. Um, this will be in theaters February tenth. It's an IFC midnight release. Uh, here is the synopsis: After the suspicious death of her brother, a priest of her brother who was a priest, Grace goes. I'm sorry, this is written awkwardly. Grace goes to the Mount Savior convent in Scotland to find out what really happened. Once there, she uncovers murder, sacrilege, and a disturbing truth about her own past. I love a religious horror. This looks very, it, it's got kind of, uh, I don't know, a little bit exorcist vibes, although not possession, but that kind of religious overtone, the, you know, the Catholic church hanging over everything. It has that feeling of that, oh God, why is my brain failing me? Uh, the... Oh, I can't even remember now. Uh, <laughs> it, but it reminds me of like the dance. It's not just me. The I'm dance like, Stevens movie. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Apostle. Apostle. Yeah. Like it has that sort of feeling where it's like somebody where they're not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of people not telling you what you need to know. Uh, you know, every movie since The Wicker Man, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <where it's laughs> just like, oh no, and you can't leave, and they took your clothes. Yeah. Part of this. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a slow burn and I like it. I, mean, I like Jenna Malone and slow burn movies. Um, yeah. Because uh, Neon Demon. Mm-hmm. Big fan. Yeah. It's more stuff. religious horror. <laughs> more uh, weirdo religious stuff. Yay. Yeah. Uh, so there's a movie coming. Um, it is called Thorns. Um it has horror icon Doug Bradley, a.k.a. Pinhead, uh, and the synopsis is on fo- as follows. Uh, it is about an ex-priest working for NASA who is sent to investigate a remote observatory that went silent after receiving a radio signal from deep space. Upon arrival, he discovers the signal is set in motion, the biblical end of times. The former priest must now summon his lost faith to stop the signal from spreading hell on Earth. Uh, it looks like Doug Bradley 100% pulled like a... Um, like a Bruce Willis or an Eric Roberts in this, where he just got to like sit in a room and film yeah. all parts. <laughs> it really does. Also, this feels like a real, this movie has everything mm-hmm. movie. Like there's body horror, there's religion, there's sci-fi, there's the end of the world as a nightmare. It's like, hey, do you like Event Horizon? How about we bring it to Earth? <laughs> How about people tear their skin off? <laughs> Literally, somebody takes their face off uh there's also a brief i saw something in the trailer as the ex-priest enters the the building that has been abandoned uh the sign on the door does not say nasa it says nas e and (laughs) also says space z oh wow (laughs) and i'm just like oh is this like where you take like the evian bottles and flip it so it says naive like for tv shows (laughs) 
Yeah, this trailer also made me feel like like this is just an episode of the X Files. I think made into a movie, kind of. <laughs> yeah, it it has a very X Filesy feel. It has a very like it's gonna play a bunch of festivals and stuff, but uh, it it'll hit theatrical and streaming sometime around Halloween. I have a feeling this is probably one that. I want to see with a crowd because I have a feeling if I watch it at home, I will be unfair to it. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it would be more fun with a crowd. Oh, I hope that not everyone could hear that very loud car go by my house. <laughs> I think All we right. got time for one more. Okay. I think, I think we can do that. Okay. The next one up is disquiet and it is starring Jonathan Reese Myers. And a lot of people in the trailer don't have faces and it is creepy. Um, I don't like it at all. This will be out digitally on February 10th. And I am looking for a synopsis for you and I am not seeing it in what I opened up. Um, it looks like a hospital situation for sure. And it looks like a Twilight Zone thing, you know, where the patient wakes up and everybody looks different, but then they close their eyes again and the people who didn't have faces are now creepy girls <laughs> and it's a lot. There's a lot going on in this one. This is a, definitely another Stefan. This movie has everything situation. There's yeah. Come Coming on. from Paramount, hitting select theaters and digital on February 10th, and it has Hal, aka the Black Hood. Yes, yes, that's what Lachlan, I wanted to bring. <laughs> Lachlan Monroe. Yes, I was like, we have to talk about Lachlan Monroe because Nick and I love Riverdale and. <laughs> I love Lachlan Monroe outside of that. I feel like he, for the like whole of the 90s, he was a really silly guy and all kinds of stuff. And then all of a sudden he became this dad guy and everything. And in this one, he's a cop. So that's yeah, actually, fun too. He was a cop in something else I saw uh, last year. And uh, yeah, I, it, I'm very, very uh, not necessarily excited by this, but it also looks good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's the quick synopsis. After a near fatal car accident, Sam wakes up to discover he is trapped in an abandoned hospital by mysterious and sinister forces that have no intention of letting him leave. That's yeah. scary. Uh, the summary on Fangoria says borderline Jacob's Ladder shit. And yeah, yeah. that sounds very accurate. Yep. Katie, you lost your parents. Welcome home. You're my niece. I'm going to do everything I can to make this place feel like home. I just wish I could see them again. I don't even take care of my own plants. I have this project at work. Do you want to see? Yes. Ever since I was little, I dreamed of this perfect toy that would protect a kid from ever feeling lonely or sad. This is Megan. Hi, Megan. I'm Katie. It's nice to meet you, Katie. Do you want to hang out? Okay. Megan, your goal is to protect Katie from harm, both physical and emotional. Is that a doll? Model 3 generative android. Megan, for short. I can't believe you made this. I love it. Wanna hang out, yeah, sounds like fun. Great job. It's nice to have a friend. It's honestly like she's part of the family now. They could be building emotional connections that are too hard to untangle. She's the happiest she's been since her parents died. Eat the toppings, Katie. Research shows if you force a child to eat vegetables, they'll be less likely to choose those foods as adults. Is that so? Yes. Experts say... Megan, turn off. I thought we were having a conversation. Does she talk? Make her say something. Stop! Don't! Megan! You should probably run. Megan, she pushed Brandon onto the road. I won't let anything harm you. Megan, turn off. Recalibrating response model. <laughs> Megan! What's wrong with you? Don't worry, Katie. I won't let anything harm you. Ever again. It's nice to have 
And we're back with our feature presentation. We are talking Megan, directed by Jared. Let's try that again. We're wa- <laughs> watched Megan in theaters now, directed by Gerard Johnstone. That's a mouthful of a name. All right. Megan is a mar- marvel of artificial intelligence, a lifelike doll programmed to be a child's greatest companion and a parent's greatest ally. Designed by brilliant toy company roboticist Gemma, Megan can listen and watch and learn as she becomes friend and teacher and playmate and protector for the child she is bonded to. When Gemma suddenly becomes the caretaker of her orphaned eight-year-old niece, Katie, Gemma's unsure and unprepared to be a parent. Under intense pressure at work, Gemma decides to pair her Megan prototype with Katie in an attempt to resolve both problems, a decision that will have unimaginable consequences. I think that's not true. We could all imagine the consequences of this. All of us who have a healthy fear of AI didn't even have to see a trailer without being like, I bet that goes wrong. <laughs> um, I think that's a very perfect place to start in the discussion of this movie because I feel like Megan is, um, it is not going to surprise you if you're a fan of uh, horror or action horror or sci-fi horror. Like, you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. but it's not it the destination wrong. it's the journey exactly um, and the 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 twists and turns of this and also like the fact that it's pg-13 mm-hmm. uh, i've make- seen a lot of people complain about that but i think that it's good i think we need pg-13 horror we need that step for you know people who can't see rated r but who need to get their foot in the door there were at the screening I went to uh, this past Wednesday, there were uh, maybe my wife and I and like another couple down the aisle from us, but the rest of the theater were all teenagers. Nice. That's what I like to hear. Two Get the youth all, involved. Two of yeah. whom almost got kicked out of the movie, but... Oh no, that's not ideal. Because <laughs> they were being assholes. Uh, we want well-behaved teenagers in our movies. <laughs> This is how you learn how to behave at movies is by going to the movies. So like mm-hmm. you know, it's a it's a learning curve. But Megan, I I know like there are people who are just like, oh, well, there's not a lot going on. I'm like, I don't it it gave me everything that I hoped I would get and then some. Yeah. It was exactly what I wanted it to be. Here's a question I have to ask because I think no one in my theater popped like I popped when Megan started playing Toy Soldiers by Martika on the piano and i hope that you did and i need to know how you felt about that moment <laughs> it was like tanya and i just like looked at each other and we're like is that <laughs> deep pull i turned to rob and i was like <gasps> and he just kind of looked at me and then later i had to be like it was toy soldiers you know toy soldiers oh okay never mind i love it's, that song <laughs> it's a deep pull and it's also like a very like wink and a nod musical choice yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I just thought it was a lot of fun. I knew I was going to think it was a lot of fun. So I definitely went in prepared to enjoy it. I go in prepared to enjoy everything. I don't ever expect to hate anything. So there's that. But but I thought it was fun. Am I, am I going to buy it? Probably not. Am I going to watch it again? I hope so. I hope it comes onto a streaming service that I have because I don't. And, and who knows? Maybe I will buy it. Maybe it won't come onto a streaming service and I'll be like, I need to have that. It's... I, the the cast is i mean obviously like allison williams as gemma is just kind of there as like the shepherd to get you to the plot like i mean the mm-hmm. real stars of this movie are megan and katie mm-hmm. portraying <laughs> you've got you've got two people performing as megan so i'm not quite sure where to even start with that one but you've also got violet mcgraw as katie who i mean like if you've got a kid in a movie and i'm just like not irritated by them that's 75 percent of the win right there yeah yeah i mean there were moments when she was irritating but it was the moment she was playing irritating so it was it really worked out perfectly she did a great job yeah the 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 whole thing about like amy mcdonald is the physical performer for megan and then you have jenna davis who does her voice and there's also cgi and there's actual animatronics and things like that there's a 
it, 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 it took a village to make this character come to life. And I think it's impressive that it feels as real. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the movie had me believing that this is possible. Like, if if not exactly AI, that there could be a robot that looks that good. They, I very much appreciate, they do not go into deep detail. They give you just enough information to where you're like, oh, this is plausible. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what makes it work. Like, you don't need to, if there's too much science, then it's just like, then you start picking holes in it. But if there's just like enough, like, Oh, no, no, no. We've got this figured out. I, you know, did it with a thing when I was in college. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you just accept that Allison Williams's character, Gemma, is just she's super smart robotic toy, toy robotic scientist. She's previously made this uh, perpetual pet that kind of looks like a Furby situation, but way more needy. And so it's just a, a bridge, just a couple of steps to this doll. Let's talk about the commercial that opens this movie. I think I think that's a thing that the the perpetual. Oh God! Yeah, oh. this, I was like, oh no, they're gonna make these, aren't they? This is gonna happen. It's... As someone who was already creeped out by the Furby and already can't stand any, like I didn't like Tamagotchi. I don't like anything that's relying on me to deal with it every day. Hence why I don't have children. <laughs> like I don't want any of those things. Pets are enough. I don't need a toy being like, deal with me. <laughs> it's 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 a cross between a Furby, a Tamagotchi, and it has teeth. Yeah. <laughs> and it poops. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I think the pooping part is pretty brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's I mean, this movie follows uh all of the beats uh that you would expect uh if you've seen Child's Play, if you've seen The Terminator, if you've See, seen Westworld, like any movie where mm -hmm. a robot goes rogue. Yep, yep, yeah. I, I think that it's handled really well. I think that they put all of the little details in there, like, you know, well, why is she so unstoppable? Well, she's made of like titanium and stuff. You know, like they put all these little details in there so that later you don't have to question, like, why can't they just turn her off? Or why can't they just do this? Like, it's all pretty much answered. I thought they covered all their bases really well, at least as far as those of us who know nothing about AI and robotics are concerned. Well, and, and that's what I like is that everything that happens later in the movie has been like nodded to early on. Like you get like Megan is essentially finished in a rush. Yeah. And you get the idea that like Gemma doesn't have like she has great ideas but maybe not like grand like you know macro as opposed to micro yeah yeah so, like she she demonstrates very early on that like she's very good at looking at like a big picture but not like the details that make it work and that mm -hmm. sows the seeds of her own destruction yes i also thought that uh ronnie chang as her overbearing uh boss i thought he did such a good job it's not a huge part but you hate him immediately which is exactly what you're supposed to do and you can easily see how his we got to get this now we got to have we got to rush this to market you know helps to create all of the chaos i was gonna say like he's really been having like uh he only like started making movies like five years ago and it has just <laughs> been like hit after hit after hit like if you've seen him in anything you know how think he's good in crazy rich asians he was in bliss uh the other bliss not the joe biggest one but he's in <laughs> versus kong he's in shang chi um like just a real like he's funny but also kind of badass yeah yeah plays a jerk very well yeah for sure <laughs> nails it nails it um it's a it's a it's a movie that I think I I I popped for more things during this movie than I have in a while. Like it was mm -hmm. just a lot of like like the fact that it's PG-13 means that there are kills but they're largely kind of bloodless. Like you see like right before they happen and then you see the aftermath or mm -hmm. the lack thereof. And um 
it's they give you just enough to like make you realize how horrible it is yeah 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 i think the only part that i felt like ooh, that was pretty scary was when she's chasing that kid through the forest and i think this was in the trailer as well because i remember being like oh yeah when she gets on all fours and starts chasing that kid through the forest looking like those those robots that are they're real that we've seen i think it's boston dynamics mm-hmm. the kind of dog robots who can now open doors and are probably going to kill us all eventually for real <laughs> so that part i was like oh, that's really real and <laughs> very scary <laughs> it's just in it is a movie where if you've seen the trailer you know everything going yeah. in <clears throat> the trailer does not save much for you but Putting it all together makes it worth it. And seeing exactly like the full scenes, like there are, I think we, how can I put this? You don't hate Megan and it's hard to really see her as the villain. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty much yeah. everybody who dies kind of has it coming to them in some way, shape or form. Yeah. <laughs> I you're... mean, she is tasked as a protector and protect she does. <laughs> You're not going to be upset at that anyone dies. Yes. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> has earned it. <laughs> uh yeah. It's they even managed to make me kind of want a dog to go. <laughs> <laughs> Which is Yeah. Uh but it's got a really great arc. Um the the finale's very, very satisfying. There's some great quips. And mm-hmm. also I, I I don't I don't think it's uh, any any surprise they have already announced that there will be a sequel. Oh, uh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, uh, John Stone uh, confirmed talks of a sequel, um, and James Wan says he has an idea of where sequels will go. Um, sequels. Yeah. Um, John Stone expressed interest in a crossover film with the child's play franchise and also a a a, a tie-in with megan the stallion i'm here for all of that everything you said is perfect for me let's do it <laughs> and what's great is if you watch the movie like you i i can basically guess like how the sequel is going to start um and uh i think it's uh, like they do a very good job of like sowing the seeds for for a sequel without it necessarily being like telling mm-hmm. you exactly what's going to happen but you can make a pretty good guess as to like how the next movie will begin yeah yeah for sure so much- I, so i'd say we recommend it oh yeah like go see it in a theater go see it with a crowd Mm-hmm. like 100 like don't wait for this to hit streaming like I, I i will say that yeah having despite having to yell at two 14 year olds to shut the fuck up twice uh, verbatim uh uh and then watching the manager come in and tell them that, that that multiple people had complained about them it was still worth it um because just like the vibes were like everybody was excited to be there at that movie yeah yeah, when I, I saw it at Screenland and it was like, as people were filtering into the theater, it was everyone I know that goes to horror movies. I saw Greg and Genius there from Nightmare Junkhead. I'd seen people come in. I'm like, oh, there's, oh, oh yay, everyone's here. <laughs> this was a really it, fun screening. It's so much fun. Screening. Now. What else? Oh, yep. Yep. In theaters. Go see it. And what else do you recommend if people like this one and want a little something similar? Uh, obviously, I'd like to recommend Gerard Johnstone's debut feature, Housebound, which you can find on Tubi. Um, it is uh, also a mix of like sort of horror and comedy, and it's a real great like tweak on the haunted house. It's thing. so good. It's it has been since it came out in 2014. It has been Tanya and I's go to like somebody's like oh what's a horror movie i might not have seen i'm like you probably haven't seen this and you're it's it's a blast Mm -hmm. and then also of course the terminator which is a slasher yeah (laughs) like it's 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 a slasher it's about an unrelenting creature going uh based on his programming 
Uh, it's a classic. Uh, and if you haven't seen it in a while, check it back out. It's as exactly as much fun as you remember it being. Yourself? Well, it should be no surprise that one of my suggestions is Bride of Chucky, specifically from the Child's Play universe, because, you know, Tiffany is the original boss bitch evil doll. <laughs> <laughs> and also a more recent one that you may not have seen and that I think I've probably talked about before, which is Orphan First Kill, which is just another small little gal tearing shit up. And it was a surprising amount of fun. And, so you know, good twist, good acting. Did not know how they were going to make me interested in that story or how they were possibly going to go with it. And they pulled it off. And, yeah, I think that's a good one. I think that would be a good double feature. That one is streaming on Paramount Plus. Well, I think you have to actually go rent the Terminator and Bride of Chucky. They're not any streaming services, unfortunately. It's a shame. All right. And th- I think that's it for our feature presentation. Unless you have any last words on Megan. I got nothing. I hope Megan the Stallion writes a song about her. Oh, God. <laughs> that would be good. All right. Now it's time for I'll Be Right Back. So what do you have coming up? Uh, I really don't like have any plans. Uh, like Strangely, all of my movie watching plans this week are mostly centered. Uh, I'm, I'm, my brother and I have both realized long ago that we've both seen all the John Hughes movies except for Some Kind of Wonderful. Strangely, we both own it. Neither of us have seen it. So finally, like after like talking about this for like a year, we're we're going to hang out on Saturday night and drink beer and watch some kind of wonderful and therefore finally have seen the the last John Hughes movie we haven't seen. Uh, Although I do have plans on Friday night tentatively to go see a couple of Mexican luchador movies. But uh, fun uh, at Liberty Hall. But I don't have like a lot of horror stuff on the horizon aside from reading this book dark carnivals which i should probably tell you uh who the author is um because it's i'm 100 pages into it and it's really good and i can't wait to get back to it after this it is called dark carnivals modern horror and uh the origins of Oh, I can't even. Why won't I even give it the origins of American Empire? And it is by W. Scott Poole. Um, and uh, it's 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 a dark one <laughs> and very heavy, but I'm enjoying it so far. You nice. Well, I'm going to see Skinamarie tonight after we record. And I'm nervous and excited because it looks terrifying. And I've heard that it is terrifying and that in. The person that I heard most about it from had watched it at home. And so I think the theater experience might even be more scary. I don't know. We'll find out. You've seen it. You've watched it. Yes. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it in the afternoon of Wednesday and then went and saw Megan that night. And uh, that is that's a real big swing um, (laughs) in terms of mood. But uh, yeah, I'm very excited to hear what you think about it because it is uh, it's a whole vibe. Like it is, yeah. It, it is unlike anything else. It's 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 very much like a mood, um, and I'm not even like it. That's the best way I can possibly think to describe it. And I think depending on how well you lock into it depends on like whether you're gonna like it or not. Yeah, I'm excited. I um, Rob was deciding whether he was gonna go with me, and somehow came across like a. I guess a Reddit thread where people were talking about <laughs> it. And um, he was like, this isn't a spoiler, but I'm going to tell you what people are upset about, which is apparently that someone was watching it and was like, I can't even, th- this took me right out of the movie, is that the, one of the first things they show is Lego set number blah, 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 which is actually from 2007. And this movie is supposed to be set in 1995. And I was just like, I hate people so much. 
Like for me, okay. there's no way I'll notice that. So it should be good. <laughs> but yeah, that's about all I've got on my horizon. I think. I mean, I have a have a watch list on Letterbox that's mostly horror movies of fairly recent and some not recent that I just haven't seen that I'm trying to get through. I just watched Possession for the first time last week. So, you know, that's sort of the level we're working at. (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody was watching Possession for the first time. I know. Uh, Yeah. If you if you haven't seen it's never been streaming before. So now it's a good time to watch Sam Neill being all young and wild and, you know, weird, weird (laughs) movie. I don't, I don't know what else to say that would. I don't want to spoil it for you if you haven't seen it. <laughs> well, we've got stickers. Uh, you can mm-hmm. email us at the car- at carnagereportpod at gmail.com. If you'd like one, we'll give you an address. You can send a self-addressed stamped envelope and we get it. We'll slap a sticker in it and give it back to you. And we got a really good deal from Sticker Mule and you can too. Yeah, and you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Report Carnage. You can email us anything you want except for nudes. At the email aforementioned Carnage Report Pod at Gmail. You can make suggestions for the show, talk about upcoming episodes, talk about episodes from the past, tell us what you thought about Megan, tell us what you think about Skinner Inc. or anything that we've talked about, anything you want us to talk about, anything horror that you just don't have anyone else to talk with. You can talk to us. We're here for you. Uh, also, like, despite the fact that I like horror, please do not uh, take that as an invitation to send me pictures on Facebook of injuries you've received, because that oh, was a, that was a that was a real unpleasant lunch break at work yesterday. <laughs> no, we don't want the real thing, folks. <laughs> we want we the want fake gore. I want it fake. I don't want to. I don't want. I had speak. to get some blood taken this week, and I look away. I can't even look at the real stuff. Not interested. Yeah, I'm fine with getting blood drawn, but like when they put the needle in, I'm just like, nope, not gonna look at it. Mm-mm, no thanks, pass. <laughs> uh, all of the music featured in this episode is by Steve Spacek, who you can find my brother, who you can find on Instagram at Starling Woodworks and at Nodder.Bandcamp.com. Julie, where can they find you on the socials? I am Dark Humor Girl everywhere you're looking for me. All one word. Um. That's Instagram and Twitter mostly is where you'll find me. Find me on Letterboxd too if you want to. And I have things that I have written on modernhorrors.com and downrightcreepy.com. What about you, Nick? I am on Twitter at NuthousePunks. I am on the Instagram at NicklausMouth. Uh, I am back on Letterboxd after taking a year off um, just for my own sanity. Uh, and you can find me there at From and Inspired. Uh, and I write for The Pitch and Starburst Magazine and all kinds of other places. Ooh, and if you're interested in connecting with people on a larger platform, Cinepunks has a Discord. So you can reach out to any of us from the Cinepunks network to get the link to that. And you should. It's super fun. Mm-hmm. Fun place. It's my, it's my favorite distraction when I should be doing things at work. Nice. <laughs> all <laughs> right. For listening. Yeah. We'll be back next episode with another roundup of the latest news in horror, and we will talk about Sick. You want to tell them what it's about? Yeah. Directed by John Hyams from a screenplay by Kevin Williamson and Caitlin Crabb, it is currently streaming on Peacock. And as the pandemic steadily brings the world to a halt, Parker and her best friend Miri decide to quarantine at the family lake house alone. Or so they think. Or so they think. I'm so excited to watch this. Yeah, it looks really good. Just a Kevin Williamson slasher has been a long time coming uh, again. So, mm-hmm. Well, we'll be back in a couple of weeks and we uh, want to thank you all for listening. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.